Jesus said to his disciples, Things that cause people to stumble are bound to come, but woe to anyone through whom they come. It would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. So watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them, even if they sin against you seven times in a day. And seven times come back to you saying, I repent. You must forgive them. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. That was taken from Luke chapter 17, verses 1 to 5. I read you another scripture. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times should I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times. Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. That's 70, seven times, seven times. That was taken from Matthew 18, 21 to 22. Hi there, this is Anne Ajadi. We walk with me. And we are taking the road to the cross, the way of power. This season, this Lenten season, we're looking at all kinds of things, all kinds of life issues that take us closer to the cross, to the place of power. Remember, Jesus came. So that you and I can be friends, can be reconciled, can be back in fellowship with God. Today we're going to look at um, forgiveness. And I've titled it, Forgive the Offender, Forgive Yourself. The last time we were here, we looked at the ills of unforgiveness, the bad things that unforgiveness does to you. And today we're continuing a little further and we're looking at you forgiving the offender and forgiving yourself. Understand this, that forgiveness is a willful decision to release the feeling of anger, bitterness, resentment, whether it is overt or covert, wishing someone would die or something bad would happen to the person. Just let them go. You don't need to be paying anybody back. The Bible says that vengeance is the Lord. Leave it for God. Whatever they have done, leave it for God. Forgiveness is being deliberate about excusing the frailties or shortcomings of others or even yourself. It is understanding that all things being equal, no one in their right mind will set out to hurt another person. Remember that we all have the breath of God inside us. We all embody God. No one who has God ruling their hearts will cause another pain. No, nobody will set out to do that. Something went wrong. It is that kind of thing that like the Bible says that an enemy has done this. That's not the will of the father. And it's definitely not the will of the person who has God operating fully in their life and it is human to err and as long as we live in this earth in this earth suit we will be offended and we too would wrong others so what should we do seeing that the pain is deep and the consequences are there I tell you something, there is grace enough. Grace is available. The blood of Jesus ensured that we have power to do whatever we need to do. My dear friend, when you have been wronged, 
convince yourself that your brother made a mistake by offending you and let it go. You need to be free. Negative emotions have a way of eating you up. If you give them room, it's like what they say of the devil. Give the devil one inch, it takes a mile. Let for unforgiveness, let it go. Let it not even be near you. Understand that there is a bigger force. There is the force of love. You know, someone says that. Suppose the, the offender is not sorry. My dear, what is that to you? Forgive. You must forgive. You need to forgive for your own sanity. I have met a number of folk bent over by sickness and pain. And when we trace it, we find unforgiveness at the core. There is, however, a very dangerous twist to the matter of unforgiveness. I find, maybe like you too, that it's easier to let other people go than to let myself go. And the reason is simple. I blame myself. You know, I say things like, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not me that allowed you to do this thing to me. Is it not me that came to that place? Is it not me that is the, gave room for that to happen? Hmm. I tell you something. That grace that you are willing to extend to another person, you better be willing to extend it to yourself because you are not all that. It is, it is possible. If you can give somebody else grace, it's also possible. Give yourself grace. Excuse yourself. Don't blame yourself. Refuse that dark road that the devil wants you to go by feeling like, hey, it hold me. There's nothing whole about you. All that there is to you is what God, Christ Jesus, put into you. Refusing to forgive another person or yourself and letting go of the past is building a very nice home for depression and other mental issues. And you don't need that. That price is too costly. You may say, oh, but I want to and I don't know how. My dear, in preferring solution to that problem, I will need you and I to consider a few things. Number one, face the issue. Own your contribution to the problem. Take responsibility. Don't push the blame. Admit your wrongdoing. Denounce bad behavior. Acknowledge your emotions. Whether it is shame, it's guilt, or their cousins, and understand that if you keep holding on to them, you are going to hurt yourself much more than you desire or much more than you can afford. The second thing I need you to consider is be gentle, be patient. Remember, you're also human and you are subject to frailties. As long as you wear this earth suit, you would offend someone. And whilst we're at it, let me confess, I do not do well in that regard. I'm usually very hard on myself. But in very recent times, God has been dealing with me because really um, to refuse to let it go, whether on your own self, is actually pride. You're saying, a whole me, how, how did I get into that fix? There's nothing whole. You are just a human being and you are, you are subject to frailties like every other person. Even when you are proud, you become God's enemies. Bible says God resists the proud. 
He gives grace to the humble. Be humble enough to acknowledge your humanity. And the next thing I want you to consider is be gentle and be genuinely sorry for what you have done wrong. Be sincere in your apology to yourself and to others. Let me tell you what I do. I look at myself in the mirror. I call myself by my full name and I tell myself, Anne, I forgive you. You did wrong, but I forgive you. I say the same thing to anyone who has offended me. I forgive you. And I let it go and move on. You need to move on. Move on. Somebody who says, oh, I can forgive you, but I will not forget. My dear, so what will you do with not forgetting? What would that do to you? You, just, you are just creating more problems for yourself. The next thing I want to say, my dear, is do not waste your pain. Learn from them. Let the experience teach you something. Take something away that you can hold on to that will be a life line for you, a life lesson for you. It is the way of champions. Actually, I don't know anybody who has succeeded at anything that did not fail at something. Next point is watch out for future triggers. In other words, don't just set up yourself for offense. You know what causes it. Don't put yourself out for such things. Don't let that be your pattern. If you let that be, that means that you are on a path of self-destruction. And understand that letting the matter rest is not a sign of weakness. The Bible talks about the power to forgive. Only strong people can actually be rid of offense. And understand this. Know that if you refuse to forgive yourself and others, you are blatantly disobeying God and disobedience is a sin. Listen to what the Bible says in Psalm 66 verse 18. It says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. The next one is, be gracious to others, be gracious to yourself. Make right the wrong. You may need to apologize to others or even to yourself. Correct the wrong if necessary. And finally, I want you to leave the issue better, not bitter. Avoid falling into the same pitfalls going forward. And as I round up, I'd like to tell you a personal story. Years ago, I used to be um, involved in prisons fellowship. So I would go to the prisons twice a week, maximum security prison at that. I would go twice a week, hold services, just generally dispense hope to the inmates. I thought I was doing good. I was doing society a, a world of good. Now in the prisons ministry, we do have rules. The rules being that Yes, you are, you are you fellowship with the inmates, but you do not go personal with them. Don't tell them where you, your address and all of that. Maybe at best, they will know where you worship, which is exactly what I did. Now, this particular inmate escaped prison and um, finds my church. Uh, unfortunately for me, the person they met at church described my office. The person they met in my office described my home. I was home and so were other people that lived with me at that time. I knew that there was trouble, but then we were also trained that we needed to be calm. So calm I was. But that particular day, I remember correctly, it was a Monday. I was fasting and it was time to break my fast. 
um, knowing that I had a criminal in my house, I didn't want the criminal to know which of the rooms was my bedroom. So I went into my son's room. And there I was praying. I had taken with me my handbag because my handbag at that time contained, I was prepping to travel abroad. It contained foreign exchange, thousands of dollars. I had some jewelry and I had my international passport. So I had the handbag with me to the room where I had gone to pray. And I was lost in prayer. And I had warned the people who lived with me at that time to be careful. Now, what this, because this guy is a, was a criminal, oh, he knew what to do. So he distracted them, came into the room, found the room where I was, picked the handbag, located the uh, guest toilet, sat there, was able to make away with all the money, the jewelry, and my passport. Of course, I was sad. I was mad. I had all the emotions. I was helping these guys. This is what I deserve. I mean, um, it would be okay if it ended there. For the next two years, I couldn't get visa to go anywhere. This was me who had no problems traveling anywhere I wanted to travel in the world. I was pained and I was very upset. And I harbored it. For the next two years, I couldn't do anything. I, I carried that on. I blamed myself, blamed my destiny. Maybe I was too familiar and all of that. Um, I can tell you categorically that I'm sure that that thing lasted for two years. Me being stuck in one spot for two years was because I refused to let go of the offense. I was wishing that the, the boy was, the gentleman was dead. I was wishing that it would not be well with him. After all, I was doing him good. Why did he now come and pay me bad? But all of that, in time, God showed me my frailties. He showed me my wrong. I apologized. I repented. And God restored everything back. I was able to now go and come like the way I used to go. I cannot lie that I don't feel the scar does not remain because subsequently dealing with inmates, I was no longer going as close as I used to. But... My lesson from that was the fact that offense will come. The Bible says offense will come. Woe to him through whom the offense comes. I'm a hell of salvation. The enemy knows that he should not trip me up. But the enemy does not relent from wanting to trip me or any of us up for that matter. So the, our take home for today is let it go. Forgive the offender. Forgive yourself. Yes, they may not be sorry. Yes, they may be continuing in their, in their bad behavior. I tell you something. You need to be free. Forgiveness is not about them. It's about you because you need to be like God and refusing to forgive is a sin and you don't want to be on the wrong side of God. If you willfully disobey God, you are calling for judgment. If you work in pride, you are saying that God should resist you, none of which is worth the price. That price is too costly. I know that you may need to clean up your act. You may need to do some forgiving. I pray that you would embrace the grace of God that is very available to you and let God help you. Let it go. 
let it go. Understand this. I love you, but God loves you more. You do not need offense in your bag. God bless you. <laughs>